Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. Hey friends, in case you missed it, last week I announced a new workshop series from February to November. You are welcome to join one workshop or all the workshops. You are welcome to join them one at a time as you see fit or as fits in your schedule. I do have them priced at a sliding scale um, for lots of reasons, so you're welcome to take advantage of that. And I also have a group discount for anyone who wants to purchase all 10 and just go for it and commit to meeting with me and whoever shows up to these amazing workshops um, for the entirety of the year. So there's my long, short introduction before this week's podcast. I'll probably leave this in for a couple more podcasts until we get rolling. Um, spread the word. Thank you for being here. And I love you all so much. Together Out Loud workshops. I'll also put a link um, in the show notes for a little while so that you can access those. But I'm really easy to find and you're really easy to private message. So if you're having any trouble, send me a message and we'll make sure you get what you need. All right, another podcast week. Um, I feel really grateful today. I think this is an interesting and different conversation um, that landed in in the podcast. And yeah, I just, I want to say how grateful I am that you are here. Today's guest is Virginie Loy. Uh, she may decide to repronounce her name if I've butchered it. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Um, the reason I'm so grateful for this conversation and the reason that I feel like it's going to be special and different is that you're bringing a perspective as a mother of a daughter who's recently gone through an abortion. And um, for the, my loyal listeners who've listened to all my shows, they know that I do talk to my daughters about my abortion, that it's a very open topic in our house, but it's not that way in many houses. And so I think the more conversations we can have about how do we show up as mothers for our daughters, to create a narrative that serves them in their reproductive journey, right? Um, how do we have hard conversations? How do we choose unconditional love if these are things that we want to do? And I really appreciate the perspective that you've offered me and us as a mom and a coach, because I think that um, some of what you share will come very much from the like, uh, you know, inter like intuitive maternal instinct and that experience. And also being a coach who has the tools and is able to have, you know, a slightly different conversation. So thank you for being here. Once again, I will let you introduce yourself just by saying who you are, where you are, whatever feels relevant to you. Um, 
for our listeners today. Thank you very much, Amanda, for having me. And I'm very, very happy uh, to contribute to this uh, podcast as a mother, as a coach. And I will also say uh, straight away with the permission of uh, my daughter, uh, yeah. whose story I'm uh, going to uh, par partially uh, share today. So this is not done behind her back. We had a discussion about about this and she was very eager to uh, have me uh, represent her as well. Mm. So my name is Virginie Loy. I'm uh, French. I live in uh, Finland and in Italy and uh, I have been coaching for a long time on uh, abusive relationships and my, it is very uh, one of my very strong points to uh, help people um, deal with all kind of uh, relationships uh, being with a uh, um, people in their families, but also at work and relationships with money and work because uh, we can be create all kinds of toxic relationships in our life. So this is what yeah. I've been uh, doing and I'm, I'm working, uh, I'm concentrating on working one-to-one um, -one and being really, really uh, sharp with asking a question and finding when, when um, personal questions interfere with work or other way around. And that's me as my work. As a mother, I have two daughters uh, who are 25 and 27. And how I uh, came uh, to have a view about uh, abortion and who I wanted to be as a mother comes from actually um, a really long time ago. Uh, mm. And as often, uh, we, made decision, we make decisions for our children based on what happened in our childhood and usually uh, we decide that this has happened to me and I do not want to do the same what my parents did. Mm -hmm. So I, I come from a um, Catholic, very Catholic uh, conservative background and uh, there was very many uh, rules and very many strict things that uh, we were supposed to do or not supposed not to do. And for a very uh, long time in my childhood and, and teenage, I kind of uh, had the idea that if I would really do something really wrong, I could maybe be kicked out of the family. I kind mm -hmm. of lived under this uh, threat. Yeah. And, um, and actually when I was 25, I did something what my dad did not approve of, and so it did happen. I did get kicked wow. out of the family. So, yeah. living this and later on being a, becoming a mother made me decide that I will never, ever, ever, ever kick mm. a child out of my family. Mm -hmm. but then I had to kind of reconstruct all kind of um, education systems, and also ask myself, yeah, but what happened when they're going to not do what I want them to do? Yeah. So that's, that's how I, I got to uh, discuss or think for first for myself, what are my views and who do I want to be if ever I will encounter mm. some problems with my children. Wow. And I planted the seeds very early uh, on and I also you know, got ready to be challenged by my children. And uh, I didn't have the tools 
I, I really want to mention this, that I was not a coach in that time. I didn't <laughs> have any other tools than my brain for thinking and my heart for loving. Yeah. That, that's mm. all I had. And, and the idea that, you know, who do I want to be if ever there is, you know, a big yeah. problem or something that happens in our family? Who do I want to be? Do, we, do I want to, to stick to my guns, you know, like for, you know, whatever the cost? Or yeah. do I want to be uh, open and look for a solution? And, and having these thoughts made me really uh, plant the seeds of trust and, and love, I think, mm. early on. And, and of course, I never uh, hoped or wished that, um, uh, you know, like my daughter would have to uh, uh, have this situation happen in, in her life. And I didn't have an, any idea if my seeds planted would, you know, turn out, right. as, out as weeds or beautiful flowers. But so uh, I'm happy to say that, uh, that uh, the seeds were nurtured for many, many, many years. And when the situation arised, um, it, it turned out uh, better and stronger and more loving mm. than I could have ever thought. So wow. that's, that's, wow. that's my background, yes. And that's how I came to, to uh, raise my hands when you were asking for people willing to, to talk about what, what can this be. In, yeah. within the family yeah I think that's that's what we are when we step into any kind of leadership or public space it's like an opportunity to be an example of what's possible and I think that's what you can be for listeners who are mothers for listeners who um, are planned to be mothers someday um, how can we without an attachment to whether they will turn into weeds or flowers, <laughs> right? Because we don't have that control, but what no, seeds no, can no. we plant in the best interest of blooming flowers is the hope, <laughs> or yes. at least really beautiful weeds. <laughs> yes, um, I think we, you know, the garden does that, you know, like there yeah. might be weeds together with the flowers, but- uh, Of course, but yeah, and that is the story of parenting, right? Um, may I ask, did you raise your daughters? Um, it, do you have other children or just, did you just mention the two daughters, but you yes. have other children? Uh, I, I have two daughters, yeah. Okay. And did you raise them Catholic or did you raise them outside that particular religious faith? Uh, yes, I did raise them out um, actually yeah. because living in, uh, living in Finland, Finland has a state religion, which is not uh, Catholic. And uh, when I had to make a choice and given a lot of um, uh, things that, that were maybe forced upon me, I decided to give more uh, a broader spiritual education to my children with the yeah. freedom for them to choose. So I never forbid them to participate in any church event that was like yeah. together with the school. And yeah. I encourage them to, to choose their way to love yeah. than for the book. Yeah, that's beautiful. I only ask because I was curious, you know, 
what other kinds of seeds were in their life, right? Were they, you know, were they also getting influence from the Catholic church and you? And it sounds like it was just a broad, open conversation in your parenting. Yes, it was broad and it was um, uh, open. I, I think that um, uh, I have always uh, understood that it's, it's probably easier to, uh, even sometimes it's, it's a little bit challenging for ourselves it's easier to raise the cat on the table and, and actually <laughs> look it under all, all angles and, and uh, ask children what they think. Yeah, yeah. So that, so, that, um, uh, so that I understand their world and I can adapt my speech to, to what's happening. So I have always been the parent that actually uh, dares to... Uh, uh, to say things, there's to open the door. And, and that actually has showed me both sides of the fence because it turns out that when my daughters were like teenage around 16, at two occasions, I became the refer uh, referent adult for some of their friends that went through oh. abortion oh, beautiful. from their parents. Wow. And it showed wow. me, it showed me that how lonely a child because a 15 year old, 16 year old is really a child can be if they cannot confide in their parents. And wow. you know, I was really uh, struck by the difference that it creates that, um, you know, like a 15 year old is going to the doctor all by yourself. And, and yeah. all, you know, she's getting advice from other 15 years old who are in panic, you know, and wow. you know, the difference that they can actually go to a home where uh, they, they may want to talk or may not, but nobody's going to judge them. So yeah. in that time when they are there, they are safe. And I was really, uh, that really opened my eyes that it's not like this for everybody. It's not, wow. it's not you, can, you cannot, my daughters can come and talk about that. But yeah. there are many families where, where it's not like this and, and uh, it's not safe. Uh, you know, like wow. even if you just want to, Look, the barest fact, it's not safe to have a child go through uh, medical procedures without their parents even knowing that, you know, yeah. a child going through an abortion, having a complication, having fever, and their parents don't even know about this. Wow. So, so it really showed me that even in Europe where the discussion is more open, there are families where it's open and there are families where it's not. Yeah. And because we are not statistics. You know, for each person, it's important that the message is open and it's important that we can talk about it openly. And so it's not because we talk about it that it will happen, but if it happens, it will happen more lovingly, more safely. Yeah, I'm just struck by what a gift that is to your own children. It's one thing to know <clears throat> excuse me, as a child, that your mother, your parents have set up a space for you that feels full of unconditional love, right? And open conversations. And then it's a whole nother thing to create a space where you will also unconditionally love their friends. And so as a child, right? Because that's what that is, to, to walk their friends through this as a loving support person 
is it's it's an incredible lesson that you taught them that you taught your daughters and the and the young girls themselves but that dynamic just really strikes me um because I think many children think oh well you know my mom will love me unconditionally but does she really believe this like is this really what she believes because once she's helping other people like this is who she is you know this isn't just because I'm her daughter I don't know yes, that, I have to yeah it's, it's just like I have really to say. striking me Yes, I have to say though that my my love is not is is unconditional in that way, but it it can be tough, you know. Yeah. Like I did say to my children, and this is like when I say that I planted the seeds early. I told them I will always love you, but yeah. it doesn't mean I will be happy for everything what you do. So I yes. told them that you know, if you turn on the you know if you arrive in the kitchen when you are 15 and you tell me you're pregnant, don't expect me to jump to the roof and say, right. great, I just wanted to be a grandmother now. I yeah. am not going to, to, I'm probably not going to think this is the best thing that happens. You know, yeah. don't expect this, you know? And I also said, to put it in a comparison, you know, I said, if you do a crime, if you commit a crime, I am not going to judge, you know, I'm not going to lie to the judge or to the police for you yeah but i still will love you and bring you the oranges in in jail or something like this you know? right my right. love will be there but it doesn't mean that i approve you know or i think that what has happened is great these are two completely different things my love yeah. is not conditional on what you do what happens and obviously the difference is that you know like most of the time if somebody will commit a crime they know that they are doing this and you can get pregnant completely accidentally yeah yeah so no I just I think it's amazing and I think that is what to me that is what unconditional love is right it's not about agreement it's not about encouragement it's not about you know it is sometimes love looks hard right this, this is <laughs> not that I'm like cheering you on it's that I'm gonna be here for you and we're gonna walk this road but we don't have to yes. like it while we're walking it I mean, that's how I felt about my own abortion. Like, I'm going to be here for myself and we're going to walk this road, but I don't like it. Like, yeah. I'm not happy with this. <laughs> like, this is, no. <laughs> this feels like a problem, but I'm going to walk through it with love for myself. Um, yes, and it, it, yeah. it, it was also exactly, it, the, the way you just described it was exactly uh, how it happened. Uh, okay, it was about a month ago. Okay, and yeah. And uh, it was exactly how it happened for my daughter. And to tell you the level of trust, I taught already from a quite a young age to my children that you do not disturb me if you don't have something important to say, you know, like yeah. if it's not important, send, send a message. If it's important, call. Yeah. You know, but don't call me if it's not important, you know, or urgent. And so they, they learned this for, for a very, very long time. And um, I know when I pick up the phone, you know, and it's an odd time, you know, I know that, okay, there's a reason why they're calling me. And that's exactly what happened. Wow. Because it was like a Thursday at the end of the day and uh, I got a call and, you know, there was no hello, no anything, no, are you driving? Are you sitting somewhere? It was like, mom, I'm pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, then... You're a little bit like, okay, 
I just jumped from one world to the yes. other. <laughs> and she was just coming out of the doctor and she was very confused herself and she was going to go after a couple of hours again because the doctor um, did not have enough time to view all and, and uh, um, to put a little bit of context uh, in, in, in this story, she uh, had broken up um, from somebody yeah. and she had been uh, using contraceptive uh, IUD. Yeah. And uh, oddly, she, she had heard that after a while you can lose all kind of uh, period or something like this, but yeah. she did lose them and she thought it was odd and she did a pregnancy test that was negative. So, you know, like having contraception and a negative test, it yeah. never, after that, it never came to her mind that she could yeah. be pregnant. Wow. So, so she found out quite late and she basically only had one week before the legal uh, yeah. time for having an abortion was. And, and um, I, I had to manage my emotions, yeah. but I've always been a person who is uh, very good under pressure. So um, my, first, uh, my, my first way to react is like, what do you need now? Yeah. What, what do you oh. need now? What's happening now? What do you need now? And, and that's the way I approach things that usually uh, I will always ask my kids, what, what do you need now? Because and I realize that I can get it very wrong. You know, like yeah. sometimes they call me and I, I'm a very good... Um, a problem solver you know and uh, yeah. but sometimes they don't want anybody to solve their problem they just want the mummy that is holding their head and yeah. saying yeah yeah my baby it will be okay and kind of put their heads and and things like this so usually i i say that do you want the mummy that holds in the arms or do you want the mummy that helps you find the solution so that's how i asked her that there and then you know like what do you need now where are you now what do you need now are you okay for the night you know, like, how do you feel? Do, do you feel like, and she, and she was okay. And she didn't need me to, 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 to come straight away. And, and we agreed that we would, we had kind of agreed that we would meet. So we agreed that we would uh, see, and she had to go anyway, straight away the next day to the hospital to find out uh, how the procedure was going to take place and so on, because she knew there and then that you know, this is not a child I want. And the thing which probably helped very much uh, her in this is that because we had talked uh, about this uh, before, she also had asked herself many times that, how do I want my life to be? How do I want a family? What is a family? What, mm. um, what do I want for my life? What, what are children in a woman's life? And she had already mm. had, had been uh, having thoughts about this and she had having been, been thinking that, yes, I love children, but I don't want a child for a child. I don't even want a child just that is my own. If I, if I can never have a child, you know, uh, okay, now she knows she can have, but <laughs> right. Uh, but but you know she had had thoughts about uh, about this, but she knew this is not the way she yeah. wants oh. a child. Wow, you know she she she's not in a relationship. Uh, she's not. This is not part of 
of something wanted and she has very little time, but she, she knew straight away that this is not, you know, like she doesn't want this. Yeah. This, this is not how she wants this child to arrive in this world. Yeah. And, um, and I did not question uh, her decision either, uh, either way, you know, I only asked her that, you know, do you know what you want to do? And, you know, like, do you feel 100% uh, about what, what you want to do? And, you know, like, everything is fine for me. It's, yeah. You know, like, I'm, I, I have no opinion about what you should do. Um, I, and I'm, I have no, I still have no opinion, you know, like, it's not my life. Yeah. It's not my, my life at all. And there is absolutely no way I can know uh, for her what is good for her. Exactly the same way as as a coach. I can never know what is good for my clients. I can help them to find out what they want, what is good for them. I can help them to see what is preventing them to get where they want, but I can never know for them, you know, instead of them. I, I can help them to find this light for them. And, and that's the same for my daughters. I have no idea what is good for them. So I think that was really uh, uh, powerful because uh, what she told me is that she just felt that she, she could just say, you know, she didn't have to uh, hide anything. She didn't feel like she had to explain mm -hmm. anything. She mm -hmm. didn't feel like, uh, you know, I let her talk what she wanted. I didn't uh, ask details what she might not have wanted to say, but I told her that she can say whatever she wants. Yeah. Uh, that I can, I can um, welcome, allow the story to be without Ooh. judging the story and yeah. be there. And I think I asked her, again and again at each stage what do you need now what mm. what do you want now but I, I want to also say that i also put my boundaries like for example you know there are things what i was willing to drop only if it would be an emergency so for example when she had uh, exactly when she knew which day she was going to the clinic and how it would happen we discussed and then i said that Okay, this is a day where I have a lot of uh, coaching clients. So, you know, like, I'm not sure, can I, am I a good help at the hospital? We didn't even know, can anybody actually get into the hospital with the COVID yeah, situation? Right. And, uh, you know, and I said that if, if you don't think that it's, it's really necessary, that it's me, you know, if you have a friend that can come and take you there and get you out of the hospital and stay with you overnight, you know, I would prefer that. If there is nobody, then, you know, I will find a way. But, you know, if you could do it another way, then, and it's good for you, then I prefer that. So I, yeah. you know, I didn't drop my life to, to, be, to be there. I said it's possible, you know, like if you think. And because I've told them um, from, from a young age to, to evaluate themselves, what do they really need and ask for it. So yeah. she said, no, actually, I don't think you need, you need to come 
come to take me to hospital. You don't, and my friend is going to come and get me and spend this, the night with me, but it would be nice if you could come that day. And, yeah. and so then, then I didn't have to, to uh, you know, like I didn't have, I didn't have to, to uh, change things that were not asked, you know? Yeah. I, I, everything was open. Tell me yeah. what you need, yeah. but I tell you also what is easy for me to do, what is less easy, and evaluate yourself, you know, like yeah. what, what is really needed. So, so I think that was made a very good uh, partnership uh, to go through step by step without planning too far ahead, waiting every time, okay, the hospital is saying, okay, it's going to happen like this right. and that, and you have to do this. And okay, let's brief and let's decide what's the next step going to be. And, and, um, and, and the main, I think, like where, where uh, I asked her uh, when I said that I'm going to be invited to this podcast, I said that, uh, could you, you know, do you want to give a message? Yeah. Or what do you think is the thing that maybe has helped you the most? Uh, and I think the place where she found it the hardest was to decide what she was going to say to her dad because mm -hmm. um, her mm -hmm. dad and, and me, we uh, separated um, 16 years ago. So when my daughter was 10. Yeah. And uh, um, she uh, called me straight away as soon as she knew, but uh, she uh, didn't know what to do with her dad. She didn't know what she should say. And... Uh, and um, the answer I gave her when, she, when it came up, because I didn't ask her, but when it came up and she said, I don't know what to say. And I told her, you don't have to decide now. Yeah. You don't have That's to decide now. That's so powerful. Now. Yeah. And, and I think that um, uh, it's also some issue what you uh, mentioned in, in one of your podcasts, or maybe in more than one, but uh, that you, you said that um, everything is so rushed, you maybe don't have so much, as much time as, as yeah. you want. There is a, a kind of a sense of uh, urgency. Yeah. But not everything has to be decided in uh, urgency. Some steps that maybe have, have a deadline, yeah. that's a legal deadline, for example, or medical deadline, these uh, require the attention within the deadline, but whether you're going to talk about somebody to somebody about this, that's, that's not an urgency. And yeah. if it doesn't make you feel better, if, if it doesn't help you, like, then don't do it. Right. So if you're wondering, you know, should I say something or not? Should I do if, if you can ask yourself just the one question about that thing, are you going to tell or are you going to do or where are you going? And if you just think, is this going to help me now or is it going to hinder me? And mm. if you're not sure mm. it's going to help, then don't make the decision now. Wait until yeah. you know it's going to help. Then do yeah. it. Yeah. Wow. Such beautiful advice. I love the thread in your whole story and you brought it up earlier of these clear boundaries and this open communication 
And I'm sure it's not this way all the time. I'm sure there are imperfections. <laughs> but there just seems to be this beautiful thread that I have a 13-year-old and a 16-year-old daughter. I also have a six-year-old son. But as a mother, what I'm learning and taking from you is the importance of that building. There's such an element of trust built through those clear boundaries, right? You can trust her to know when to call, for instance, or when to come to the hospital or the clinic. And she can trust you that you are going to be very clean and clear about your opinions and your, you know, like, this is what would work better for me. Um, and I just think that's a, it's a beautiful thing to have that clarity in a parenting relationship, in all relationships. Um, but in this case, I just see it as building such an immense amount of trust. And trust is what we need when we're in a situation like an unplanned pregnancy and we don't know where to turn and we don't know what to think to have that foundation for her to turn to. I just, I admire you for that. Such a beautiful thing. Yes, thank you. I, I have to say that, you know, like the trust, it's, it's something that you build, obviously, yeah. you know, like... Uh, through the experiences and that you, as you say, it's not like uh, flawless, you know, like problem, uh, roots that, that you know it all and you're going to pass because you're just building up it um, together. And uh, it involves um, being open to being wrong. Yeah. And uh, especially mm. with uh, teenagers, uh, I think uh, opening the door uh, for them to prove you wrong. Yeah. And, and to uh, be challenged and to sometimes find out that actually their ideas are much better than your own <laughs> principles. <laughs> and sometimes say, say that, okay, I've been thinking this forever yeah. also maybe because my parents said it to me, but actually yeah. your idea is working, is more clever. You know? <laughs> and, yeah. and I think we're going to do it your way from now on. And sometimes, yeah, and, and I have to say, I loved being a mother of a, teenagers because of this because I yeah. I thought that sometimes their, their ideas are just so brilliant you know like like I'm, I found myself oh you're just so outdated Virginie you don't grow up you know <laughs> grow up as a mother so so they 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 helped me and, and they also um, yes sometimes it's uh, some of the things I said or did uh, was challenging for them as well yeah but but um but this is the result this is the yeah. result of uh, of uh, being committed to um to not not let a uh, relationship kind of uh, slip away because of little things that are not said of little things that are badly interpreted printed, uh, to the level that you don't know what to say anymore because you don't know who is going to be um, insulted or this or that, yeah. and 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 we do have our, you know, like yes, sometimes we do say things to each other that doesn't go very well down, and uh, there has been, you know, even even now, once in a while, you know, it's just too much of this, too much of that, and and yeah. you know, it doesn't take away these kind of uh, little waves on the top of the ocean. But yeah. the ocean, like the base, the bottom, that's steady. That's yeah. steady. 
I keep imagining this container you've built, right? And like you've built this container with the unconditional love and the clear boundaries um, that just opened this safe space. And in that safe space, when we as human beings are held in safe space, adults or children, we have so much more like um, nutrient for handling the challenges, <laughs> right? It's like when the challenges come, if we have that safe space, we can grow and learn and experience them in such a different way. And so that's, that's just like this visual of what I see that you've created. I think the, if, if listeners took away one question as a parent listening, it's like, what do you need now? That is such a powerful question. It's so beautiful. And the other little bit that I loved was allow the story to be, you know, it's not, it wasn't my choice that my daughter would have an unplanned pregnancy, especially a later term unplanned abortion, right? It's not like something you signed up for, but it is the well, story. It is in a way, it is in a way because it is in a way because my way of, of seeing it is, is, is actually, I signed up for all of it. Yes, yeah, spiritually. Yes, I signed up for all of it. And, and, so, true. so true, and I cannot know, you know, I, I cannot... Yeah know what what will be but i can build the trust that i can handle everything and that's what i help yeah. my clients with but you know like if i go back and you know and if i would say okay you know this is me i've been estranged by my father i expatriated i was in an abusive relationship i became a single mom in a country where i had no work and you know and two kids i i was an entrepreneur but i also went bankrupt and actually i'm thriving you know I'm yeah. thriving, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you would think, okay, you know, like, yeah. how can you make thriving from all of this content, yeah. you know, because, yeah. because you sign up for it and it's not because these things happen that there is something wrong with you. They're just yeah. things that happen and, yeah. and how you look at them will, how you look at them will change, you know, like what you take from them. And, and if you really decide that, you know, you want to be, the mother of your daughters or your sons, because you know this is not a girl's issue only. Yeah. Because because boys get girls pregnant, right? And and this is a discussion that is not some a discussion to have only with the daughters. This is a discussion to have. It, it happens that I have two daughters, but I have yeah. had very heated. <laughs> at times discussion with my girlfriends for not talking about this and saying, but you know, like they are just as concerned, you know, it's yeah. not happening in their body, but it's an issue for them as well. Yeah. And uh, it's something that has to be talked, you know, their yeah. responsibility, their choice, how to integrate the choice of somebody else. You know, it, it is something that if you want to be a parent, a loving parent, you know, uh, what kind of parent do you want to be when these kind of things happen? And if you can uh, project yourself in the future thinking, you know, like, do you want something like this to be the end of your relationship? You know, like, who do you want to be? And are you sure that, yeah. are you sure that you will know what is the best 
for your child? Is the best for your child what was the best for you? How, how can you know these kind of things? Yeah, you know? so, I love that. I love that you brought attention to that because there, you know, there's there's a beautiful and subtle shift between my saying, it's not like you signed up for this and you saying, no, I signed up for all of it, right? Like I signed up to be human and this is part of being human. Um, so listeners who are like trying to understand that, that subtle shift, it's like, I'm saying, it's not like you filled out an, a menu order form and said, please give me, you know, bankruptcy, a late term pregnancy or abortion. You know, it's not like we ordered it, but what, what you're saying is the beauty in it, which is like, sign up for all of it. Sign up for the experience of being human with all these predicted and unpredicted challenges. Exactly. So beautiful, yes. so beautiful. Exactly. May I ask you one more question? Please. Um, you said earlier, as you were talking about supporting your daughter through her, through her process, it's not my life. And there's so much there, um, especially, you know, we, ha we had a little discussion before we hit record about the differences between the abortion conversation in the States and the abortion conversation in Europe. Um, here in the States in particular, that's a, that's a really tricky thing for people to wrap their head around, like that, that this decision is being made for someone else's body for their life and that those of us on the outside, it's not our life and it's not our decision. It's not our place. The question I wanna ask you is a little bit personal. So feel free to answer or not answer it. I remember when I had my first daughter, um, my mother saying, I had no idea how much I would love my grandchildren. Like I knew I would love my children, but I. I didn't know that I would love my grandchildren the same way. Like, I didn't know that would be possible. And so I am just curious, was there any internal dilemma for you that was like, it isn't my life and I absolutely will not like overthrow my opinion here, but was there a little piece of you personally as the blood grandmother to this being that struggled at all no because no. i really uh yeah i i am completely uh, aligned that this is not my life and i do yeah. not know i do not know what is best for my children and i i i really um and this is not something that shows only for this this is something that shows uh in what studies they have uh, wanted to do and yeah. um, and um, and sometimes, uh, you know, like I have to remind them that I'm not the one they're supposed to please with their lives. Yeah. You know, yes. like uh, um, I I have really uh, said that you know you you study what you want. You know, like I, I don't. You know, there is no uh, low grade study or high grade study or, 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 you know, like better uh, academic will be better than, you know, you, you, you do what you, you, your heart brings you to do. And if you choose this and now you realize, actually, I don't like it anymore. Well, then 
so what? Then you did this and now you do something else. And you, yeah. do, you don't have to prove my, yourself to me. You, you know, like I, um, my, my now husband also has three kids who are older and, um, and uh, one just had a, a child um, at the beginning of the year. That's the first grandchild. Mm. And another one doesn't want to have uh, uh, children ever. And, mm -hmm. and uh, everything is fine with me. They, yeah. It's fine. I, I'm not asking when you are going to have a child, when are you going to have? You can <laughs> tell me if you want. <laughs> yeah. You can tell me if you want. And I'm happy for you if you have a child that you want. I'm happy yeah. for you if you don't have a child because you don't want. I'm, a, I'm mainly happy that you can choose the life what you want. Yeah. You know, I'm mainly happy that you don't look outside for validation, for recognition, and definitely not from your parents, you know? Yeah. You, you have to live your life for you. And, and, and I, I, I have a blog and, and one of my blog posts that has the most uh, harsh <laughs> uh, replies is uh, from people who uh, expect gratitude and, and thanks from their children. And I'm oh, thinking- Oh, please, please, and, please send and, me the link. And, uh, <laughs> you know, people comment very uh, harshly on my text because I said, they didn't ask us to come here, you know, like, <laughs> they have nothing to thank us for. You know? Yeah. <laughs> they can thank if they want, but we, you know, like we basically, you know, we, they didn't, we didn't ask them their opinion to bring them here, you know, so, <laughs> so oh you know, I have no attachment that my children should do one way or another. And I didn't uh, uh, project myself in any story that, would I have been a grandmother and, or, or something like this? Um, the story happened as it did, and it, it meant it was exactly the way it was supposed to happen. Oh, I had a feeling that would be your answer, <laughs> but I wanted the listeners to hear it as, and, and it's not right or wrong. There's no right or no. wrong way to no, be I human. Think it's but I wanted them to hear that as an example of what's possible, because what if we could treat each other in that way, you know, where we had that trust and that allowance of life to be what it is and for other people to make their decisions and learn their lessons and experience it all. Um, so thank you so much, because I think that is an example we can set far beyond the mother-daughter relationship, which is how we started this conversation. Um, that is just an example of how we can be in relationship with anybody. So thank you for that. And I love the word you used. Um, you said I did, and I, I can't remember exactly, but what I heard was something to the effect of, I didn't insert my story. Like I didn't make up a story about how I could have been a grandmother. Cause that's all that is. It's just a story. It's not how it is. It's not how it was. It's not how it played out. So if I let my mind go to a place where, oh, I could have been the grandmother. Like the, it's just a made up story. It's, it's not a real thing. Um, so thank you for that. Oh, beautiful. Um, is there anything else you feel like someone should hear? before we wrap up here? I think um, I could bring my little coach 
hat here and yeah and, uh, <laughs> yeah and um and you know like also for the people who are uh, having an abortion and wondering about you know like should you tell because that's one of the big question and and actually when i asked one kind of one thing to my daughter she this is what she's she right about telling to, her dad like, should she tell her dad and i said Great. you don't need to to decide now yeah and uh, I, I think that because you also mentioned this uh, sense of uh, urgency i would encourage everybody in this situation, both the person who is uh, con uh, having an abortion or has had an abortion, and the people around who are to uh, avoid the trap of um, going for this kind of all or nothing uh, mm. thoughts mm -hmm. or now or never thoughts, because life is never constant. And mm -hmm. when there is this pressure of time that this kind of emergency, yes, there are decisions that you have to make now that you want to make now before a legal or medical deadline. That's okay. And, and these decisions you, you, you maybe want to, to do in a certain time. But whether you're going to talk to somebody or not, to whom, how much you're going to talk, when, that doesn't have to be any decision that you make once and for all. And that doesn't have to be a uniform decision that you make for everybody, I would take, tell this. And that's the decision you make today doesn't have to be a decision that you never um, overturn. And that maybe you, you may be in deciding that I don't want to talk about this or I don't want to talk about my daughter because she did this right now you don't have to say ever yeah <laughs> because, because time helps us to to find other ways to see things time gives us other ways to to approach uh, things that we had never considered and yes in shock we can kind of uh, uh, go back to, to our principles or to our beliefs that we have not questioned. And, and it's okay, we're human, we're going to do that. But, but if we really want a, a loving relationship and a connection, then our brain is going to do the work to find new doors to open. And maybe if you can't, can't think that, yes, I can say this now, or I can hear this now, it doesn't mean that you will never be able to hear it. Yeah. And, you know, and I started when I told my story that, you know, like I did something my father did not want me to do. And, you know, he kind of banned me from the family and it lasted about three years. Mm. And, you know, he, I was not welcome and he did not talk about me. Uh, to anybody, he didn't say my name. I heard from everybody else who said that he never talks about you, he never says your name. But, you know, it changed. It didn't come back like, oh, my daughter or something, you know, like I take you yeah. in my arms. But little by little, little, it changed because both of us changed. Mm. And so, you know, like abortion can be a, a, a subject that triggers a strong... Uh, reactions or, or behaviors, but there doesn't need to be a all or nothing. Like I decide now that I'm never going to talk to you again, or I will never tell yeah. you about this, that, that the right time 
it's better to just trust that the right the right thing will come at the right time the right words the right connection the right moment to 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 tell something and and uh, just just do what what is helping you now whether you're a parent a relative or whether you're a person having the abortion you know don't look for the hard way just look for the mm. easy loving way for yourself first mm. for yourself first and yeah. then if you love yourself in this then then it will open up it will open up if you really want yeah. the love to 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 come out it will it will come if it, yeah yeah i love how you said earlier you know in thinking about telling her dad will it help or hinder and so wait for the time that it feels like it would be helpful either to you or to the relationship or to him or whatever else so earlier i mentioned that you said allow the story to be and what i kept hearing you say now was allow things to change and that's something i think a lot of us don't do is hold space for it's okay. This is how it is now, but I'm going to allow it to change in the future if it's meant to, right? And I think a lot of us don't do that, right? No. Especially I was, after I was terrible at that when I was young, so so yeah. uh, I I saw that uh, life showed me many times that that things do change and yeah. and uh, and if if uh, if your heart expects that things will change for the worse. Yes, that's what's going to happen. Right. But if in heart you're really uh, believing that things will change for the best, then yeah. for sure your brain is going to find the way to create the best scenario. That's that's yeah. for sure. I think a beautiful thing there too is if you decide to tell someone and it becomes a painful conversation for whatever reason, this is where we move into let that be what it is right now and then allow for change in the future yeah yes it's 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 important i think to remember that the conversation is two ways and that uh when you're thinking about telling somebody i i, I think that i wrote a few questions that can be helpful to 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 ask oneself because it's not important whether you tell or what you tell or when you tell it I think it's more important that you know why you want to tell because mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. there are many different ways to tell or not tell because you can you can tell your story out of obligation or fear yeah. or you can tell it out of connection and you can also not tell your story out of shame or fear or not tell your story out of Mm. love and compassion mm -hmm. so so it's really the motivation behind the telling that is going to guide you and and to help you i think figure this out if you know like if there are some people with whom you 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 don't find this what what is what you really want to do you can ask yourself uh, a, a few questions you know like write them down and ask yourself what why do you think you have to tell this person? Mm -hmm. Why do you think you want to tell this person? Mm. Why do you think you don't have to tell this person? Why do you think you don't want to tell this person? Mm. That will help you, you know, clear 
your the reasons you like and the reasons what you don't like if you ask yourself these questions because then you're like really looking at what's inside your head you know like what i'm really afraid of or you know what am i looking for then then when you have these reasons you can ask yourself you know what am i looking for in this telling you know am i to looking for validation for approval for understanding for support you know and am, am i willing to accept that uh, you know am i willing to to see that i could be maybe accepted and loved even if i'm not validated even if i'm not mm. understood yeah but then <laughs> then you have to turn around and ask yourself am i willing to accept the other person even though i don't understand mm. am i willing to accept that my dad is not going to be happy about this am i going to am i willing to accept that you know it doesn't validate my choice because basically when we want to be heard we want them to be to hear our story but we're not so willing to hear that wow their story so so i think it's like a really really important work that can help us to be clear about why we want to communicate and what we want to communicate what we want to get out and and really um choose choose you know like which emotion we want to 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 do this connection from mm. and 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 when we clear about this then i think it's it's really going to help move forward especially with these people that you don't know if they're going to give you support you don't know if they will ever understand you but can you accept yeah. if you if they don't understand you can you accept that they don't understand you yeah can you give oh. them this <laughs> so beautiful and um yeah please send me those questions we'll make sure they're in the notes for everyone to ponder. yes I, I thought that's that I, I will copy them to you and, and send yeah. them so, so people can i'm can again ask. so grateful for you and uh sending so much love to your daughter and her story and her experience and the same gratitude to her so yes i will forward so and, much uh, and thank you very much for having me and i send everything you asked beautiful beautiful all right until next week thank you bye bye thanks for listening and as always please consider sharing rating and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.